Welcome to the Theory to Action podcast, where we examine the timeless treasures of wisdom from the great books in less time to help you take action immediately and ultimately to create and lead a flourishing life. Now, here's your host, David Kaiser. Hello, I am David and welcome back to another Mojo Minute. And today is a special day in the hearts and minds of most Americans, for it is Memorial Day. So we hope you're enjoying this special American holiday with those that you love and cherish. We are kicking off a special week here at the Mojo Academy. We are calling it Liberty Week. And with today's special episode, we will also be featuring some unique and different topics for our regular Tuesday and Thursday episodes. And then we will be concluding Liberty Week next Sunday with a special Catholic Corner episode. So be sure to tune in. We greatly appreciate it if you could do that. Last year, we shared with you, our listeners, a great speech made by the the former uh, General Douglas MacArthur. He spoke to the cadets at West Point, and it would be, I believe, his last official speech. But today, let us share a very eye-opening book about the war in Afghanistan and the tragedy it was with our quick pullout. The book is titled Outlaw Platoon, Heroes, Renegades, Infidels, and the Brotherhood of War in Afghanistan by Sean Parnell. Written back in 2012, the book detailed one of the most valorously valorously decorated conventional combat units in the history of Operation Enduring Freedom. I read this book during the COVID lockdown in May of 2020, so it is a fitting and well-celebrated Memorial Day, even though the country was uh, upside down at the time, with all the social distancing, masking, and no public gatherings and the like. But I wholeheartedly love this book. It was riveting, it was gripping, and Parnell does a great job capturing the men and their patrols over every ridge in Afghanistan, over every mountain range, across every wadi. The men of 3rd Platoon Bravo Company, 2nd Battalion, 82nd Infantry Regiment of the 10th Mountain Division saw some of the worst fighting in Afghanistan in 2006-2007. They were based out of what was to become known as Rocket City, Forward Operating Base Burmel. And I first discovered this book on the Jocko podcast, so be sure to check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes. And I was riveted by uh, the author, Sean Parnell, his descriptions of what happens so much on every operation and patrol. that I just had to buy the book for myself and read it. So I would encourage you, as we go through this book summary in this Bojo Minute, um, to check out the book if you're so feeling it, and also to be sure to thank all the servicemen and women who have so valiantly defended our country in the last couple years, and certainly over the last 245 plus years. So with that, let's go to the opening pull quote from the book. Again, Outlaw Platoon Heroes, Renegades, Infidels, and the Brotherhood of War in Afghanistan, written by Sean Parnell. Quote, 
One important purpose of this book has been to chronicle my soldier's incredible journey in one of the most dangerous places on the face of the planet. These remarkable men spent 16 months on a small forward operating base in the Bramel Valley, roughly 12 kilometers from Pakistan. Through the course of their development, these soldiers endured continuous close direct fire contact with a combat-hardened, tactically proficient enemy on its home terrain. I was both blessed and cursed to have led one of the most valorously decorated conventional combat units in the history of Operation Enduring Freedom. When the haze of combat dissipated, the outlaws were awarded seven bronze stars, including five for valor, 12 army commendations for valor, and 32 purple hearts. I am writing this book to tell the world of their amazing accomplishments and to secure their place in American military history. Unquote. And again, that's Sean Parnell and the Outlaw Platoon. Now at 24 years of age, U.S. Army Ranger Sean Parnell was named the commander of the 40-man Elite Infantry Platoon of the 10th Mountain Division. He was young, he was inexperienced, and he was scared. But yet, he was humble, driven, and selfless in learning his leadership duties and leading men into battle. The outlaws as they call themselves, were based out of, like I said, forward operating base, Burmel, Rocket City, as they called it. And as I prepared to do this book review, uh, I wanted to include so many of my notes, my chicken scratches of stars and outline quotes and paragraphs on every page. But if I had done that, it probably would have made for a 35 to 45-minute podcast. But nevertheless, I could not recommend this book any higher. It's that good. Um, and it's appropriate that we're reviewing this Mojo Minute um, and part of this book review on Memorial Day. Let's go back to the book. And a key takeaway that I titled The Outlaws Quote, Staff Sergeant Phil Baldwin was my second squad leader. He approached, he was six feet four and built like a fullback. Baldwin cut an imposing figure in the growing darkness. At 34, he was the second oldest member of our platoon. He had joined the Army in 2001 after watching the towers fall on 9-11 on TV in his house in a small town in Illinois. As I got to know and understand him, I realized that Baldwin was the platoon's voice of wisdom. He possessed more life experience than the rest of us and had had, and he had, a measured analytical mind that I had come to rely on. He had also already deployed to Afghanistan once before and had seen combat, which made his tactical knowledge indispensable, unquote. So Baldwin is the platoon's voice of wisdom at age 34, Second members, second oldest member of the platoon, and this is important. Now, the first thing I noticed when I was reading the book was the amount of respect as a leader, uh, as the amount of respect as a leader and humility that Sean Parnell showed 
his platoon squad leaders. As he quickly got up to speed as their new commander, he wasn't domineering, but yet he was a leader. In the postscripts of the book, almost everyone from the platoon thanked Parnell for his leadership and service during this most challenging of deployments. One other thing, humility is a virtuous trait, and we see it in all great leaders. We also see humility's importance in a previous book we covered, The Dichotomy of Leadership, written by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. So be sure to check out those Mojo Minutes around that book. Let's go back to the book. My other squad leader, Staff Sergeant Campbell Sabatica Waits, joined us to discuss our course of action for the night. The three men couldn't have been more different. Tall and athletic, Campbell stayed within himself. It was hard to get to know. Sabatica, and I apologize if I'm pronouncing that wrong, Sabatica was a human tempest who blew through life fueled by a raging inner passion. Waits was a leadership challenge. He was never quite in sync with the other leaders in the platoon, and his negativity tended to cause issues in training exercises. During his first deployment, for, during his first deployment here, his unit had not fired a shot. As a result, he's, he considered any preparation or training for that sort of eventuality to be a waste of time. He seemed unable to possess the fact that perhaps the war had changed since his last deployment. Since we started patrolling, I had to watch him carefully. Waits stood a bit off from our group and stared off in the distance. Campbell moved next to me. Sabatica stood alongside Baldwin. They made an unusual pair. Baldwin's face was round. Sabatica's narrow. Baldwin stood a half a head taller than Sabo and had at least 40 pounds on him. Sabo was all muscle and sinew, barely containing his pent-up energy. Baldwin looked like a neighbor everybody loved to barbecue with. <laughs> I love Parnell's description of the platoon and how he appreciate, appreciates all the men's differences and personalities. Later on, he says, they form the yin and the yang of my platoon. The banter between us would fly fast and furious, unquote. <laughs> like I mentioned in the beginning, I couldn't include everything I wanted to include in this review, but to be sure the, um, there's more outlaw greatness, uh, especially this little story that I'll probably share later on. Um, why they were known as the green skulls to the enemy and why it mattered. That's good stuff right there. Let's end this little key takeaway. When alone together, they were irreverent, sometimes vile and always funny. But in situations like this, I knew I could trust them to be consummate professionals, unquote. The bonds of brotherhood in the military infantry unit in harm's way. Can't beat that. Again, trust and service are the most important virtues. Now we're going to go to another key takeaway from my review. I titled it Greason's Grit. Quote, hey, sir, what's happening? The voice cut through the din of battle like no other. From out of the dust and smoke billowing behind my truck, a short, wiry figure emerged. Cigarette hanging from the corner of his mouth, a can of German Bitburger near beer in one hand, freshly promoted Staff Sergeant 
first-class Greg Greason strolled serenely through the storm of shot and shell, a pair of ballistic sunglasses concealing his eyes. I gaped at him. A burst of machine gun fire ripped the ground, ripped up the ground between us. A few scattered AK rounds, Indy whipped overhead. He seemed oblivious to the threat as he waddled bow-legged toward me. Greason always walked with his toes pointed out at a 45-degree angle, as if he had spent a lifetime in the, in the saddle and felt uncomfortable with his heels on the ground. What's going on, sir? He asked again in his sling blade meets Sam Elliott voice. Though he'd been in the Army for more than 20 years, he hadn't lost his Arkansas twang. I was at a loss for words. As he reached me, he unrolled a long, mirth-filled laugh. Hey, sir, you need to calm the F down. He did not say. Uh, he, he did say the F-bomb, but I'm trying to clean it up here. Every one of us listening can imagine Sergeant First Class, Greg Greason. Good stuff right there. He was the chain-smoking second-in-command and the senior non-commissioned officer NCO in Outlaw Platoon. And as you read this book, you're going to grow very fond of him and his leadership. Here's some more goodness on Greason. He took a long quote, going back to the book here. He took a long pull from his can of near beer, then smiled. Come to see you, sir. <laughs> Greason had been in every shithole post the Army can send a career NCO to. Before he graduated from grade school, he had already earned his first CIB while fighting in the 7th Infantry Division in Panama. His face was furrowed from decades of hard living. He drank hard, smoked three packs of cigarettes a day, and he had seen everything more than once. And his icy calm in the midst of chaos had him had made him a hero to the company's young privates, unquote. And you find this often in every organization. There's always the one guy who has seen it all, done it all, and is the best reference. The organization's North Star and Sergeant First Class Greason was an excellent number two to Parnell. You could hear it in Parnell's incredible respect for this man. And you're going to love, if you read the book, the references Greason's to, to the references to Greason's near beer in almost every reference to him. It's classic. <laughs> if you remember our Mojo Minute on Make Your Bed, that book told us you can't paddle the boat alone. Find someone to share your life with. Make as many friends as possible. Never forget that success depend that your success depends on others. Unquote. Parnell found his number two for this platoon and this deployment and someone who could help him paddle the boat together. Let's go back to the book to finish off Greg Greason. He let out another he let out another I remember those days sort of cackle, then drowned out with another swig of the Bitburger. When he had first come to the platoon in April, I'd asked him what he wanted to do once he retired. <laughs> Gonna be a park gunsmith, full time alcoholic, sir. As a 7.26mm bullet pinged off my Humvee, I ducked. Don't worry about nothing, sir. You're doing great. Unquote. 
uh, Greg Greece and good stuff. All right, let's uh, the last key point, key takeaway. I titled a brotherhood and a good dude. Going back to the book, quote, outlaw platoons, final moments together ticked down as we waited for the Chinooks to come and start our journey home. The men sat down on the Hesco bagged wall, skirting the helicopter landing zone, smoking and joking again at last. The pressure was off. We were finally going home. Finally, it was okay to have hope. Excitedly, we spoke of beer and steaks, of sex and taverns and leaves planned with eager families. Photos of children and wives and girlfriends appeared and were passed around. The men took photos and hammed it up for rolling video cameras. Greason and I watched the scene light of heart, yet sensing an underlying sadness. Our strength lay in our diversity. In that regard, Outlaw Platoon was a mirror of society, the society we had sworn to protect. Harnessing the power of our differences and talents kept us alive. It made me understand my, com- my country a little bit more. With men like these, no wonder we become the single greatest nation of our age. Unquote. This is the best part of the book for me. I loved all the difference, the different personalities of the Brotherhood, the quick peeks into the joking and teasing of the platoon members, the quiet moments reflecting on the beauty of a foreign land and the intense battle firefights when our depths, when the depths of, of chaos you were reading about the greatness of men and their character. And you're reading about your men, Americans, on the front line, defending our way of life. And this book captured all those moments, and it was an incredible story of bravery, courage under fire, and leadership at its finest. Finally, Parnell in the book reflects upon himself. Quote, Then there was me. I was the ultimate authority within the platoon. I just tried not to use it. I learned the strongest thing a leader can do once his men entrust power to him is to put it back in their hands. I'd spent the year watching them run with that authority and do amazing things with the freedom it gave them. We were creative. We were flexible. We were light on our feet out there. Serving the men of Outlaw Platoon was the greatest honor of my life. Greason, sensing the pride I was feeling, leaned over into my ear and whispered in his deepest sling blade voice. You're a good dude, sir. Hell of a job. Unquote. And then Parnell concludes with his admiration. Quote, who was I that day? I was a man who bore witness to greatness, a leader and a servant of heroes. Being part of that platoon validated my life, unquote. Well said, Lieutenant Parnell. And yes, you were a hell of a dude to the members of the outlaw platoon into this country, as I read your story. To all the members of Outlaw Platoon, there's a listing in the back of the book of all the members. Thank you for your service and your leadership standing at the tip of the spear towards an enemy in a distant country. Now, on behalf of a grateful nation, we say thank you. And so in today's special Mojo Minute, let us cherish our freedom today and perhaps say a prayer when we're sitting down at a barbecue or at a baseball game or playing with our kids in the yard. 
say a prayer for the brave men of Outlaw Platoon and say a prayer for all the brave men and women that have fought and died in service to our country. It takes a special character and a special group of people to keep this American experiment going. And that special group of people is who we cherish today in a special way. They have kept us free. They have endured the hardships for liberty. And that special group of people have kept protecting freedom from tyranny for over 245 plus years. We, the living, owe it to them. We owe it to them to keep alive their spirit and their stories and protecting our country. And most especially on behalf of a deeply heartfelt and grateful nation, we thank all the servicemen and women who gave all, gave their lives for us and for our amazing country. May you all have a safe and wonderful weekend with those that you love and with the memories of those that you cherish. Happy Memorial Day, America. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this Theory to Action podcast. Be sure to check out our show page at TeamMojoAcademy.com, where we have everything we discussed in this podcast, as well as other great resources. Until next time, keep getting your mojo on. Are you a voracious reader who yearns for a deeper understanding of your favorite books? Or perhaps you're a busy professional seeking to enrich your knowledge, but short on time. The Mojo Academy 2.0 is your perfect solution. Our revamped service now includes beautifully designed monthly written reviews and PDF format to accompany our popular audio reviews. These aren't just summaries. These are comprehensive and insightful explorations of each book, packed with the actual quotes from the book to enhance your understanding. With usually 69 pages per review, they are perfect reference tools to take your learning to the next level. Get your free Mojo Academy review in written format at teammojoacademy.com 
or click on today's show notes for that free link. Again, tmojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes and you will see the link for the free written review. Get yours today.